Hi, Thomas. Hi, Stephanie. <laughs> How are you doing today? Stephanie, I don't know. Give me a moment. Mm. Take your time. As I'm I here. look off into the distance, check in with myself. Mm. I feel short. Short? <laughs> like physically? Yes, I feel physically short. Okay. I mean... That seems relative. I suppose it is relative. <laughs> uh, I ran into last weekend somebody that I had met during digital video calls. Oh, yes. Yeah. And they were asking about me. They were excited to see me. And then we realized... This is the first time we had actually met in real life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I asked, uh, hey, was I taller than you thought I was <laughs> or shorter <laughs> than you thought I was? And they said, you know, shorter. I'm not supposed to say that, but I honestly, yeah, you're shorter than I thought you were. And I said, you're supposed to say that. That's what, that's the truth. So I was, I've been thinking about that uh, because there was a time when you too did not know how tall I was and then had Very to true. experience Thomas's height all at once. Had to. There was no choice. It was there. I mean, Couldn't I kind of. Well, I guess I preempted because I could have not picked you up from the airport. This is true. This is true. Yeah. Um, but yes, I, I was confronted with your height. Mm-hmm. So it was, this, it was another odd moment of both nostalgia and uh, digital in-person meeting. So nostalgia for this moment that I uh, had with you and a handful of other people and also uh, also just great. I get to see this person and then they see how, how short I am. So, Did I call you short? I, I, you did not. I, nobody, oh, okay. nobody called me short. Um, I realized how short I was. <laughs> I had forgotten I didn't. Th I thought of everybody being the same height as me because all the windows on the screen are the same height. So I got there and realized, oh, I'm much shorter than everyone. This is not a change. <laughs> I just didn't think about it. I wasn't thinking about my height in comparison to other people's before I walked into the room. And now I'm seeing it. It is on display. I'm feeling it. It is obvious. Right. Yes. Right. Now, we're... These people who you had not met in person before, were they very tall? Some of them were very tall. Ooh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hard. Extra tall, yeah. Mm. Uh, this person this person who I met last weekend, or met in person, uh, same height as me. Oh, okay. So... An average, an average response for me, but I recalled that those moments of of meeting all these digital people in real life and uh, experience. Does that again. like? <clears throat> does it? Do you think about that a lot? Like, uh, I'm jumping back to when we first met, and you. We're working, we were working at the same company, but um, you were mostly, no, you were completely virtual mm -hmm. up until you came out here. Mm -hmm. And then you met people in person. Mm -hmm. Now I'm just thinking, 
did this come up for you as you're like on the plane coming over? Like, oh, I'm going to meet people. Oh, they're going to know my height now. Not until I walked into the room. Interesting. Okay. And realized, oh, yes, there is a a tall person. Okay. Yeah, there is another. Oh, yeah, they're tall too. Huh. <laughs> why did I why did I think I would be the same height as everybody? Because <laughs> I'm shorter than everybody in normal life. Oh, dang conference calls, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they don't show the full picture. They don't. <laughs> Quite literally. Uh, Well, that's interesting. So what do you do now that you feel short? I don't know. Mm. I mean, it's not like I ever felt tall, so it's not like I've lost anything. Uh, Good. It's just I wasn't thinking about it, and then I was reminded of it again. Mm. Is this maybe a a good... benefit might one say of a pandemic where we can no longer meet in person (laughs) you no longer have to be reminded of your height uh for some of us yes Mm. just a beautiful thing that that sailed away for a little bit Mm. yeah interesting okay i mean so you haven't lost anything i haven't is there something that you need to recover from or you're just being with your shortness? Hmm. I suppose here's the one other thing that's interesting from it. Mm. Uh, I tend to underestimate my age because of height. What do you mean? You think you're younger than you are? I think people are older than me automatically when they're taller but- than me. <laughs> That's interesting. So there have been moments where I discover someone's age, realize they are younger than me by yeah. a handful of years, and think, oh, I didn't assume that because they are taller than me. Wow. That's special. <laughs> okay, well let's uh let me upgrade my feeling to special because now I feel mm. special. So Good. Stephanie, what are you feeling today? Oh <laughs> you're like, I'm done talking about myself. <laughs> Don't think I didn't notice. I am feeling I'm feeling a lot of things, which I know I've said before. And apparently that's just who I am. <laughs> it's hard to put one label on something. Mm. You know, um, so he- here's why I'm feeling many things this week in particular. On Monday, I took my daughter to her first day of daycare. And I think think traditionally um, you're well not you uh, the mother <laughs> uh, is supposed to feel sad or like cry even or feel guilty or uh, You know, something in those emotion. Um, And what's funny is that Chris, even on Sunday, my son was talking about my daughter going to this daycare because he had gone there previously. 
And so he's like excited for her to go and have fun at, you know, his old stomping grounds. <laughs> and, um, and my son said, Oh, do you think she'll be okay? I mean, do you think, you know, she might cry or something or be sad? And Chris goes, I don't think that's the one you have to worry about, bud. I think you're going to have to worry about your mom. And to be honest, I that had not crossed my mind before. Um, it So I was the one who emailed the school and said, hey, do you have space? We'd love for her to start. You know, she's 18 months. She's not like a baby baby. And um, and so initially they had told me they weren't going to have an opening until this coming year. Then all of a sudden, three weeks ago, I think it was, I get a call saying, hey, we just got a spot open. She could start this date. And I was like, yes, let's get her in because um, – well, actually, I don't know for sure, but since they had initially told me not until 2022, I was like, I better jump on this because who knows when the next spot's going to come up. And so I get off the phone and then I'm, then I felt a little sad, like, oh my gosh, she still seems tiny. She's my baby, all these things, right? Well, then I get into the business of it, which is crazy, just to warn you, if you ever have a kid that goes to daycare, there's a lot of paperwork that goes into that. <laughs> Not to mention all the preparing of supplies and so many pairs of extra clothes and whatever. So, um, and so when Chris said, oh, you're gonna have to worry about your mom, crying I was like what that's interesting and so then I was feeling like oh I have to cry or I have to be sad about this because if I'm not what kind of mother am I how ridiculous is that right so anyway we show up Monday morning I I brought a whole box full of supplies <laughs> to hand over. I get her signed in and we, you know, we're trying to get her through the door and she's kind of just confused because, of course, she's never done this before. And so, you know, I give her one last hug and I, like, push her through. <laughs> and I go out, get in my car, and I was looking at the clock going, all right, I have 30 minutes until I have to get on a meeting with a client. I can have a nice, good cry right now. I sat there a little bit longer. I was like, no, I'm good. I'm okay. And so I went home and <laughs> enjoyed my 30 minutes before I got in a meeting. And then do you know what happened? I worked and I probably unintentionally, but kind of intentionally did this. I actually had a lot of meetings on Monday and so it kept me busy. And so I wasn't thinking about it much, but I got so much done on Monday. And the days that have followed, I've gotten so much done. And I realized that even though I was working before and I was working a lot of the same hours, a little bit, you know, a little bit different, of course, but most of the time when I would be working, my daughter would be sleeping. Well, she's still in the same house as me. I still... I didn't realize until this week how much I was, like, 
thinking about her in the back of my mind, even while I was working, even while she was sleeping, like because she's was still in the same space as me, it was still my responsibility, right? And so by taking her out of this physical space and putting her in someone else's care for a few hours of the day, it's like alleviated this thing that was just weighing on me. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, of course, having kids is going to – it's your responsibility. I get that. (laughs) And, of course, like, I accept that. Um, But it does add to your plate. And so I've just been astounded by how much I feel like, oh, I can – fully focus and not that I was doing a bad job before but it's it feels different to me Mm. I don't know if it feels different to anyone out there but (laughs) but it's different for me so anyways wow it was a big one but I feel like I should feel more guilty or something for Mm. sending my kid to daycare, but I don't. Mm. And I I don't know. I guess part of me just really wants to make that a normal thing. Like, Mm. it's okay to send your kid to a daycare. And, you know, who knows? There might be people who are like, you work from home. Why do you need to send your kid off. And first of all, um, it's a huge privilege to be able to do that because it costs a lot of money. Um, I We actually pulled my son out of that program um, about a couple weeks <laughs> into, the, into the pandemic <clears throat> because I was afraid I was going to lose my job. Hey, I did. (laughs) (laughs) And so um, anyway, I was – they were very lovely and gracious about letting us step out, which was so nice. And so I was like, yeah, I want to send her there because kids this age especially need that socialization. They need – to be around other kids and she's never been around other kids besides her brother and a little bit of cousin time, you know? So, um, yeah, I think it's so good for her. Plus she's getting to that age where it's like, okay, she doesn't need so much nap time during the day and I still have plenty of work to do. So <laughs> let's, let's get her some, some good, playtime yeah Uh, overall i'm very peppy this week i would say Mm. can you tell (laughs) (laughs) it might be this uh second glass of coffee i'm Mm. sipping on that might that might do it hmm a lot of um sounds like a lot a lot to hold on to an obligation to be sad about a thing that you're not sad about (laughs) yeah i mean the thing is i miss her of course of course i miss her and i know the benefits are way better and Mm. um yeah i'm thinking i'm thinking about how in some ways, the pandemic, if you're in a family, is a bit of a cursed wish. Mm. Oh, if only we spent more time together. And then you hit a point where you get diminishing returns from that. Mm. About from that three time. weeks in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you hit three weeks and say, look, I need to be with other people. 
kids need to be with other people. You need to be with other partner people. needs to be with other people. Like, yes, we all need to be with other people. <laughs> so yeah, <clears throat> it's um, it is funny. I <clears throat> wow, excuse me. Uh, I so we're recording about the time that I usually go to pick her up. Mm -hmm. And uh, this morning I asked Chris if he could pick her up. And uh, then by this afternoon, about three hours ago, I text him and I say, hey, I mean, if I need to reschedule recording, it'll be okay, like, do, do you want me to pick her up? And really, that was coming from a place of, oh, I'm not going to get to pick up my baby today. Maybe I should go do it. Like, oh, let me do it. Um, but, of course, Chris was like, no, I got it. You're good. <laughs> Dang it. It's okay. I'll survive. I'll survive. Okay, I talked a lot, and now the rest of the episode, you can talk. Ooh, no, no, no. That's, that's not, not asked for. Mm. Are we ready? I think so. Okay, I have a very fun topic. Stephanie, I'm ready to go all in on your topic. I was looking for a fun one. I was desperately trying to think one up in the closing minutes of your exploration of your maternal (laughs) self. And uh, you know what? None of those ideas are going to be good. So what are we talking about? We don't have time to waste on my idea today. We've just got the star idea bringer. Except for Mm. that one episode about what's for dinner, which was brilliant. (laughs) And I really enjoyed, we both enjoyed, we all enjoyed, all of us enjoyed it. Uh, what is, what is it going to be? What are we talking about? Um, I love that you just did that huge, um, uh, what do you call that? Acknowledgement of me and my ideas. Mm, mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And I'm Totally stealing your idea from last week. (laughs) (laughs) And you had such a good name for it, and now I cannot remember it. Mm. Why? Do you remember it? Yes, we're feeling a bit peckish, so we need a romantic char comedy board. That's it. (laughs) <laughs> I was like rom com tree. No, what? <laughs> I couldn't get it. <laughs> wow, I am annoyed that you stole my topic, and uh, I suppose I have stolen yours in the past. So, Ugh. even we're, we're even. It's okay. I'll still give you credit, or we could share it. Okay. Ah, uh, like uh, uh, like uh, charcuterie. Okay. <laughs> I don't eat capers, by the way. Are those on charcuterie boards? Um, they have been. Well, I guess it, I don't know if that's a charcuterie board. I'll check with Chris. Capers only make later. me think of heists. That's all I can think of when I think of capers. I get all excited when people say, oh, there's capers for dinner. And you're like, where do we get dinner? Do we have to like rappel into some place clandestinely? <laughs> no, they're just tiny little green things that sort of taste weird i don't know they don't taste good to me Mm. okay you get to go where are we starting what on this wait so you bring the topic and i oh wow okay no i stole your topic you stole it i figured there was some bit of inspiration that stayed with you after i shared it and that you wanted to bring to the table first no, 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 I, I like rom-coms and I was excited to hear your experiences with them. Okay. I've been watching a fair number 
of rom-coms. The first. Uh, can you say why? No. Okay. Uh, I've had some extra time. I have not had energy to do anything else. I'm trying to distract myself in theater, in digital theater. And so I am watching romantic comedy films. Wait, but can we say because you want something more on the light side? Yes. That's fair. No, no intense horror. No, no intense dramas. No mysteries. None of that. The only weapon. Easy. Is Cupid's arrow. (laughs) Yikes. Striking our hearts. Okay. All right, go on. Um, The first thing I noticed watching this array of films. So... Let's see. I one, two, four, five. I got like seven or eight under my belt over the past week. They're like new Ooh. ones. Yeah. Wow. I mean, when I'm sitting in rom com land, I I just like let Digest. me churn through this list of things that I've collected over the past. You're year. like binging. Mm. Yeah, binging, but binging on rom coms. Normally, it's television shows, but right. whatever. It's like I want a dose. I want within an hour and a half some. Uh, Completion is the wrong word, but satisfaction on mm-hmm. something. What I found is that there is a stark difference between the age of the people do like in the romantic comedy as to my perceived enjoyment, perceived, actually felt enjoyment of these rom-coms. Okay, get specific with me. High school rom-coms are mm-hmm. the best. It's the best of the genre. Okay. Okay. A thousand percent. Uh, no young adult college. No co- well, 30s, college. No 40s. Okay. Well, okay. So rom-coms. I, high school ones are the best. And then it slowly declines out as age and life complexity deepens. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Well, here's why. Because there's that more complexity that you don't want to watch. Mm. Right? Like, real life gets real. Once you pass 22, 23, mm-hmm. we can't watch that. Mm-hmm. That's a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ah, real life. <laughs> I mean, stay the, away from me. The handful, the handful of ones that I've, the handful of ones that I've watched that featured adults, people were trying to rekindle romances that had happened. Oh yeah. And so you get to the sequel. You get to the sequel. Like, oh, they were a, a beautiful rom com in high school or college or young adulthood, and now they're either deciding to get married or not, and having big fears about that, cheating on each other to like figure out who they really are and it just gets heavy in a way that oof like it's you're not as springy at that age as you are in high school you are avoiding them like the plague i am <laughs> trying funny. yes i've watched a handful <laughs> of them with very dynamic actors uh mm-hmm. and sometimes those carry those carry the carry the uh, the story along but right. uh, high school is just 100% the best. And here's what's ironic about that. Okay. Hey, did you have great romantic times in high school? No. Nor did I. Who does? Well, that's what's weird about it. Well, I guess there are people that marry their high school sweethearts. Yes. Do you know any of those people? I do, actually. I, have you checked in recently? Is it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, how's it going? Yes. They're, they're doing good. <laughs> okay. We got one. We got one set of people doing good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I would say that that used to be, I think, more common than it is now. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm thinking of people even, like, older than my parents who were high school sweethearts, you know? Yeah, back when the world was black and white. Still kicking, still kicking. Yeah. Um, But no, I actually, like one of my best friends 
uh, married high school doing good. Okay. I actually, my, no, I was going to say my brother might kind of be in that, but they were out, they were out of high school. Mm. So I've been thinking about that difference. So why, why do I want to go back to high school to have Mm. a romantic comedy theatrical experience? Yes. When I felt extremely awkward in high school, Mm. uh, I did date somebody, but I wonder if this is like the, uh, Okay, this is a rom-com. I don't remember the name, which is probably fine, but about a person who was a complete nerd or outcast in high school, Mm -hmm. and then they grew up, get better looking, because Mm -hmm. that's a, a key thing, right? Um, and then they end up going back to high school, mm-hmm. pretending to be that mm-hmm. age, even though they're highly problematic not. legally. Let's <laughs> let's set that aside for the for the discussion. But that's well, highly actually problematic. turns out okay because I think they end up wanting to be with a teacher. <laughs> still, it, it is still weird. Yeah, okay, still weird. Um, but. This is like what you're talking about, right? Like, okay, you have a not you don't have to have an awful high school experience, but you don't have like anything great from high school, right? Yeah. But then you grow up and you're like, "Hey, I'm so much cooler now. Let's go back and try this on again." That for sure. A thousand percent. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. The amount the amount of I care that I have about the things that I cared about in high school is zero. And that leaves so much space for being cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, oh I think same counts as college as well of like, Oh, I would, I would spend, I don't know how much time I would actually spend different in college, but I just wouldn't worry yeah. about other things. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't the same for me in college. I don't think I cared much about what other people did or not. Yeah, it'd definitely be high school for me. Hmm. So I've been dwelling on this high school experience. So why why does that feel like the place (laughs) – Joey is scratching herself. She's hanging out. She's got an itch. And she's like, oh, I'm itching. But right in the corner of the screen, so right at Stephanie's shoulder, oh, and now she's looking at us. Hey, Joey. Oh, wagging her tail. Oh, look at the tag whale. The tag whale. The tag whale. Mm. (laughs) Just doesn't need explaining. Uh, So I'm sitting here thinking about this high school thing. And one comparison that I've pulled out is that in high school, you have a set group of people that doesn't change. Mm. Okay. That mostly doesn't change. You could date somebody from another high school, but that's a big deal. You're normally dating people that you see every day. And you're there, and unlike a work environment – you're not there at the whims of somebody who's running the whole thing. Like you are supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. So you can't like get fired and go away. And there's, there's basically a flat power structure between you and your peers. Okay. And I think there's something about having social interactions where there is a set group and you, you have essentially frenemies that's really comforting in a way because you've got that that almost makes your friendship stronger with your crew with your high school crew and that leads uh, that leads to being able to step out of that to date 
other people. Like you've got this whole pool of peers, but you're all kind of stuck in the same place. And I think there's that bit of like there are moments where you can shine and redeem yourself because everybody is still there versus in the real world ones. If you mess up, there's not going to be a big dance where everybody has to go to the thing. (laughs) <laughs> right? So you've got a continuing audience for the entire story. Whereas when you get older, it splinters in this weird way. So if you get really hurt and, you know, in real life, you just like don't see that person again ever. In high school, that's hard to do. You have to, you have to play a little bit of a comedic role because you have to interact with this person again. So, and I say comedic role in that one of the definitions of comedy versus tragedy is comedy you have multiple chances like you stay in the game in comedy and weird things happen and it keeps going and tragedy the story stops Mm. so there is one path i'm destined to go on this path i can't break this path and there the path happens so comedies are all about random things happening but the story continuing right so I think it's easier yeah. for the story to continue when the same group of people is there. Yeah, and I mean there are I think it can be really clear in high school like the different groups of people, mm. right? And so, you know, on any given day, you know, you could come into contact with the preppy kids or, oh, they're the weird drama kids or, uh, oh, there's the crazy smart AP group, you know? Mm. Um, And so I think being able to categorize all those things and know, oh, this is what you're showing up to every day is easier than going into a work environment. Those groups aren't clearly defined. Mm. Like, I think sometimes we try to make them defined, like, oh, they're the salespeople, and oh, here are the operations people. And sometimes that does make some distinction and it can work but for the most part everyone's their own person Mm. and you can't so easily put them in these distinctions and so yeah it gets hard does that does that seem to make people unrelatable in a weird in a way not unrelatable but harder to relate to like more challenging to find what threads connect you where in high school it's easier even if it's simpler yeah I would say so um I mean if I look back on my you know not not extensive work experience but I remember yeah actually the uh, thing that I think the employer was trying to make easier was like, oh, you're in this department. Mm. Connect with these people. Mm. And like, you know, oh, maybe we'll go out for lunch one day or, you know, I don't know, stuff like that to where they were trying. Mm. Um. But I think it's harder to connect at work because you have work to do. Mm. (laughs) And so it's like, okay, you have this work to do. And unless you're doing the same thing as another person is doing, then you can't even connect with another person, Mm. right? Mm Mm-hmm. And so even though you might be in the same department, you could be doing completely different things. Um, 
so yeah, it's harder. I mean, at school, at least you would have the same homework mm. or, you know, <laughs> there was something there. But work definitely adds adds complexity. So that gives us, you have more of a shared experience with your peers. So not only are they peers, you're surrounded by your peers, but you've got more of a shared experience. Right. The groups are more clearly defined. So -hmm. there's a social map that's easier to navigate. Yeah. Um, You're the same age. You're the same age. Yeah. I mean, I know that's kind of fits into a shared experience, but it's true. Like I've worked at places where people are way older than me. Yeah. I always work at places where people are older than me because they're taller than me. And so (laughs) every place I've worked. Uh, I think there's some flexibility in high school where you can choose to be a different person. You can jump between a group and another group. And so many of the high school stories are about transformations of, Mm, oh, here's a person that was in this group and they were being defined by this group. And then they decided to not be defined by that group and be something different and find something good outside of that group. And it gives you a good tension. When I've seen people change, change in quotes, doing the finger quotes, (laughs) kind of look like rabbits. Uh, When people do that in older romantic comedies, I am much less convinced. Oh, this person who cheated on you a lot and was not a great support system that you uh, got divorced, but now he really cares about his kid and wants to win you back. I am less convinced by that change. (laughs) I'm far less convinced by that change. Um, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's fair or not. I don't know if that's coming from lived experience. It's certainly harder to land on screen. Mm. So mm-hmm. from a from a theatrical standpoint, I'm less enthralled. Well, I think overall that's less believable. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, the entertainment industry has kind of set us up for that mm. too. It's like, oh, we see them cheat. They're bad. No, don't go back to that person bad you know they kind of nail that into our brains so yeah Hmm. i'm trying to think of movies in the middle now of college Mm. of college ones i feel college it's almost as if shakespeare is perfect for high school There's a social structure. There's a social hierarchy. There's a group of like things. And I don't know what the great historical artist is for college where who writes romantic comedies that then translate very well to college because college is a newer experience in humanity than Mm. what I would call high school only because high school seems to be like the courts of old right? The aristocracy. (laughs) Like, cool, you kind of have to be there. You don't like everybody there, but you know everybody there. And you've got this sense of community around shared status in society. So I'm curious if there's been a great author who has captured what it is to have a college romance. Because college is bringing in people from all over. It's usually bigger. You're focusing on a bit of learning in a way that you're not in high school. So you're not having quite the same shared experience. You have a similar social experience, but you don't necessarily have a similar, like, oh, a teacher has to, we have to do this homework together. Like you only have that in certain classes. And so those groups come together and then pull apart. And oh, doesn't this reflect our growing complex culture? (laughs) Gosh. Um, you are asking the wrong person. <laughs> I thought we were going to have a fun conversation about rom-coms. You're not having now fun? You, now we're having an intense conversation about literature and 
authors. <laughs> I was just thinking about some of my favorite rom-coms were Shakespeare, but high school yeah. Shakespeare. And that's the right amount of melodrama for, I think, Shakespeare romantic comedies, for sure. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so you could all, you could set a, you could set a Shakespeare play in high school always, all like always, always work. Can you set them all in college? I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. You're just reminding me that I went through a pretty good phase where I read romance novels. Mm. Like, exclusively. <laughs> and actually, it was just this one author. I'd only read her material. Mm. And I'm thinking back to that material and thinking, oh, that was, that would be a mature rom-com <laughs> in your book. It, you would not enjoy it. Wow. Okay. Um, what's been your favorite one of the week or uh, your favorite plot line or something? Give us hmm. something fun. Wow. Something fun. As if everything I've been talking about has not been fun. <laughs> Damning with faint praise. Uh, I think my favorite one so far has been uh, one about a girl who is not the most popular, beautiful girl in her clique, in her group. Mm. And then it is brought up that each group has a person who is the least popular, not as cool, beautiful person that then makes everyone else look better. Right. And so when this person finds out about this and realizes this fact, then suddenly they choose to undergo a transformation. Mm. And probably make their own click. Well, you have to watch the movie to find out. But uh, I think that one was enough of a different thing that Mm. – I really enjoyed it. Um, though, again, I, it's weird when people make transformations because sometimes they're less believable or not believable. I, I don't know. Um, I think the the sting of all the high school rom-coms is you know that ends as soon as they get to college. <laughs> 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 and that's always – I always have to, like, push that back in my head of, like, oh, yep, you're going to date, like, Five states away from each other at college. Yep, you <laughs> sure are. <laughs> not to, well, not I to mean, say it can't I, be done. I'm just saying. I do have to say, I think I uh, I admire the high school movies that then push into sequels mm. as they're growing older. Mm-hmm. And really try to like keep them together <laughs> oh, it's fun yeah oh man I feel a little bit like I should watch a good rom-com well, now I will, I will text you some some options oh thank you yes, um, yes. send me your list it doesn't sound as fun as you were expecting mm, by the look on I your mean, face. There, there, there were moments mm. that were fun, mm. you know. I I should have known we'd get right into uh, – I don't even know what to call it, but I should know. Over-analysis? <laughs> That's what you're – wow, we really picked this apart instead of just eating it. We should have just eaten it, but no, we cut off every little piece of the piece of the cupcake and should just taste it at home. Well, yeah, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. 
Definitely. Okay. Definitely will not be watching as many rom-coms with mid thirties, twenties people. I'll be careful before I dip into those again. Yeah. I mean, it's a good awareness you have now as to what you really enjoy and, and, uh, want to take on. Hmm. Well, I think I'm ready for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) I think that shark, no, rom shark comedy. What'd you say again? Uh, shark comedy. Sharkometry. I'm still not saying it right. It uh, left me wanting some more. <laughs> wow. See, this is why I wasn't going to bring that topic because I had said it yes the last last week. And I was planning yeah. to think about it maybe a little bit more. So I feel oh. a little bit on the spot. You know what? I feel like maybe you've thought about it enough. <laughs> Possibly too much. <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah, you, it, it's, it's fun to watch people find other people that they really like. It's really great. It's delightful. Yeah. You kind of want your life to go like that. You do. Uh, and then it doesn't always happen. Yeah. But we just, it hits something in us to want to see that and pretend like it can. Yeah. Yeah. Pretend like things go a little bit easier and then it all wraps up. So I I don't know what to say beyond that, really. And so I was trying to no, trying I, to fill with something. No, you're fine. I, I think we uh you you wrapped it right up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now it's okay. I'm now in the way of dinner. That's what I'm feeling. That's what I'm feeling right now. <laughs> Like, I mean, that's true. <laughs> there's dinner behind me. Stephanie's staring. <sighs> uh. Well, Thomas, thanks for originally bringing this topic. I'm trying to not say something that seems ungrateful. (laughs) (laughs) She says ungratefully. (laughs) Wow. Wow, wow, wow. There's there's another there's another romantic I I was gonna call it a romantic comedy that I watched. This is one of my favorites, okay? And it just collapses. It's not a romantic comedy. It starts as one, it's mostly one, and then it just at the end goes nuts. And that's what this feels like. And on the plus side, that was a funnier movie. It was more comedy than rom almost. Uh and yeah, that's what it feels like, is that we've just descended into descended into chaos. There's, there's no wrapping this up with a bow. It will need a sequel. <laughs> well, we'll come back when you've done your research. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I, I was mostly trying to buy time a little bit mm-hmm. while I gathered my thoughts, mm-hmm. and that's why I said mm-hmm. that previous comment um but i'm so glad i did say it because we all got to hear your lovely laugh and uh that brings me so much joy (laughs) thank you i'm glad something i did in this hour could bring somebody joy even if it's the person that knows me fairly well Mm. And who has seen how short I am in real life. I have. I mean, I'm short too, so. 
Stephanie, I was going to appreciate how patient you are with me flubbing this topic. Is flubbing the right <laughs> word? That feels right. The mouthfeel is blah, blah, flub. I think this podcast would work as a first act of a romantic comedy. Oh, God. We're back to Shakespeare. I, I, I didn't uh, – three parts. That goes beyond the bard. Uh, yeah, it feels like a good first act where you're just kind of annoyed by the other person. <laughs> And you're like, well, wait, which way is this? <laughs> uh, you, you're annoyed at me. Um, that sort of, you know, okay. yeah, did you, did you land this thing? The first impression did not come off well. <laughs> Will they turn it around? Who can say? You'll have to tune in next time. <laughs> it's more of a romantic comedy miniseries than a uh, movie. <laughs> and keep working on it. Oh, wow. Ooh. I don't even remember what you said, really. (laughs) Okay. Uh, um, Oh, we lost it. I appreciate that you picked my topic. Even though. You're welcome. Even even though I wasn't as prepared as I would have liked to be. (laughs) Even though it was a surprise. Even though it was a surprise. Hey, let's leave the listeners with what we said about ourselves before we started recording. What did we say about ourselves? This is so long ago. We said that we were professionals. (laughs) Oh, we did say that, didn't we? We did. We said that confidently. And that's why you don't get cocky. (laughs) Hmm. Well. Last time I'll say I'm professional. All right, well, the dinner bell is calling. Goodbye, Thomas. Goodbye, Stephanie. <laughs> it's not, am, I, am I doing it this time? I suppose you did it last time. Sure. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Don't sound so thrilled. <laughs> You're still listening. You made it. We don't know how. <laughs> how bad was this episode? <laughs> oh, gosh. Don't do that. <laughs> That's what I'm feeling right now. Ooh, I just crashed and burned. And I've got to wait till a whole another episode to, like, do better. All right. I think we found our topic for next episode. Oh, wow. Does that mean I got two in a row? Deprecation. Two in a row. Two in a row. I mean, No. I sparked it a little bit. It's just being inspired by you. Um, hey, do you have a romantic comedy suggestion? Mm, For one, especially one. I don't want to harsh on other generations besides high school. There are good, great, nay, great romantic comedies in other zones. They're just harder to find. I think mm. you have to approach those with a bit more life experience and a bit more depth yeah to land that well um i, I think i have an important question that we will get so let's just answer it okay now. in what age group do you put dirty dancing i think that's high school Mm. Is it high school or college? Oh, that's a tricky one. Cause isn't she just going off to the the core place? I think she's eighteen. Oh, well, that would be high school, wouldn't it? I think it's right in between. Right in between. Mm. Yeah, I think it's the summer. You know. Yeah. Okay. And there's a set that they're trapped at a place. Because mm-hmm. if they had run into each other once at a party, you don't necessarily yeah. get that chemistry of coming back and forth to each other. She carried a watermelon. She carried a watermelon. That was it. 
no longer to be seen. Okay, good. Uh, I'm glad we tackled that hard-hitting question. Okay. Um, yes, send your recommendations. Yes. And I think that'll do for the week. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of interrupted you. Did you have more to say? No, I think I talked enough this episode. Okay. I think we all we all know I talked enough. Uh, I did too. So they're they're done listening to us. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs>